0: This podcast contains discussions about mental health and may contain discussions about suicide and self harm. If you or somebody that you know is experiencing distress or is in immediate danger, dial 000 or call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36. Also, if you believe that someone you love is experiencing a mental health issue, please encourage them to go and talk to their GP as soon as possible. Thanks very much for listening. Hello, folks, and welcome to uh, so Fifty Three. Hey, okay, go, mate. We uh, are now into our third year of broadcasting, which is quite... Incredible, we started back in 2019. Uh, Adam's my name, content creator, producer, presenter, uh, (laughs) logo designer, what else do I do? Everything. Uh, Of course, and we produce this podcast, uh, I produce this podcast in conjunction with my lovely wife, um, and we also run our social media pages, and our goal is to try and educate you about mental health, and get people to think a little bit differently about their mental health and have conversations about mental health so that somebody else might be listening hear us speak about their mental health and um, or our mental health and hopefully relate on some level and maybe be able to take something out of what we say and talk uh, and, and and perhaps uh, take that conversation and make that uh, a change in their life um, now <clears throat> normally we have a couple of people on the episode and Traditionally, you know, on episodes where I don't have a guest, um, Barb will come on and we'll talk about something. But um, one of the things I've noticed over the last uh, particularly couple of months is we're getting a lot of people going back to the introduction, which was the very, very first episode without any uh, guests or anybody like that on. And so we sort of looked at, well, it's been a while since... was doing some check-in episodes for a while, little mini-episodes, um, and, and the alternative fortnights to the major episodes. And I stopped those a little while back. and um, But it's been a while since I've kind of just touched base and talked about what's going on for me. And so I kind of came up with the idea of doing a bit of a how-you-going, mate, on myself today. And, um, and talking about one of the major things that's been happening in my life uh, over the last probably... Well, definitely over the last um, few weeks, but probably over the last well, probably for a while now, to be perfectly honest. Um, which is a, a couple of weeks ago, I was diagnosed with severe sleep apnea. Now, uh, if you know me personally, uh, those of you listening, you'll know I'm a big guy. Um, I'm not a shining example of health and fitness. Um, we were running the uh, the the forty two day wellness challenges last, or at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, and um, and certainly was uh, spending some time really focusing on my health and my well-being then, um, my physical health and well-being, and, I, and that was having a pretty significant effect on my mental well-being as well, which was really, and my emotional well-being, which was really fantastic. Um, I, I was losing some weight. More importantly, I was feeling... Um, really good. I was feeling like I was achieving. Um, I feel I was feeling good about myself. Getting up in the mornings, going out and, and exercising. Uh, there's this really, and I want to get back there. There's this really strange feeling. I'm I never a morning person, and in fact, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, on a on a social media uh, post, um, one of those you know, this time so many years ago, kind of uh, reminders that you get um i talked about how i thought people who enjoyed mornings were crazy <laughs> um you know what kind of a maniac gets up at 6am and enjoys it well i turned into that guy at the back end of 2019 2020 um beginning of 2020 i went on a hey i went on a cruise and lost weight nobody does that um and walked every day and, and was really healthy so but um <clears throat> i'd never been the healthiest guy and uh And I was doing that, really immersed in some of that wellness and and, and not fitness, but wellness stuff at the beginning of the year last year. Uh, And of course, COVID took over. Uh, And uh, one of the things that um, suffers for me when my mental health is not good is uh, my sleep. Now, I think like everybody, there was a certain level of anxiety about COVID-19 last year. I think there was a a certain level of, um, you know, uns- or definitely a level of uncertainty. Um, you know, there was some pretty grim and, and dire kind of uh, warnings in the in the first part of 2020, definitely in around that March-April period. And I often tell the story, and I think I've said it on the um, some of the broadcasts here, that for me the real, um, one of the breaking point days was the day I walked into my local supermarket and it was completely empty. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? You know, like, like, what if this is it? What if this is life now for a while and, and we can't feed our kids? And how how is that going to be? And it really actually got inside my head more than I wanted it to. And so I kept up my exercise. I was really lucky. I had some good support from some people around me, particularly some work colleagues, um, you know, my manager, Vanessa, at work. <clears throat> but I, um, I guess I, I let it get inside my head a little bit. One of the things that suffered was my sleep. Um, and I tend to go to bed late, and I tend to then um, not be able to get up early. Um, the The exercise definitely shifted. Uh, we we were exercising as a family, but that kind of faded away in about sort of September October. Uh, I struggled to maintain that. But one of the things that um, one of the things that we talk about here at How You're Going Mate, is to take responsibility for your mental health and take responsibility for your overall health and well-being. And I feel like a bit of a fraud if I don't practice what I preach. you know. And there are times when I, I if I'm really honest, I struggle with um, what I see as the responsibility of this podcast, which is the idea that um, I'm, I'm out there telling people to do things with their health and well-being and particularly their mental health, and often I'm really struggling with those same things and I'm struggling to put myself um, first and I'm struggling to even take my own advice. But I noticed in the back end of last year, uh, November, December, I was incredibly tired, like just so incredibly tired. And I've always been a kind of a guy that is a little bit tired um, and beginning of... 2020, I was putting it down to the poor sleep because of the way my head was at the time. But I, I I, sort of, you know, we all, married men out there will understand this. We all have a wife that tells us we snore too much and they can't sleep because we snore. And we always make the joke, oh, I don't hear it, doesn't bother me. But we do, and we know it. And The really interesting thing about sleep happening here is the only clue for the person that has it that you have it is that you wake up feeling incredibly tired and so from about probably October last year I was just incredibly tired I was tired all the time I I felt like I was going to sleep and sleeping all night Um, I know there'd be nights when my my, my wife would wake me up and go you need to wake wake up you're not breathing wake up Uh, one night she tied me and I said I went for a minute uh, without breathing, which is scary um but i went I, I sort of sat on it for a little while, and in um late November last year, after some really scary um incidents, including um a feeling like I was falling asleep at work and b um having uh, quite a few times where I felt like I was falling asleep at the wheel um and you know, we all know the message, we all hear the message, you, you, Microsleeps sleeps killed, we know it, um, if you hear that message, know that you're doing it and don't do anything about it, you're an arsehole, basically, um, you know, you, you're really, you're ignorant to the nth degree, so I, I eventually got myself to a GP and uh, took myself into the GP and I said, look, you know, doc, this is the situation I'm in, I need to see a sleep specialist, and he sent me to a sleep specialist, um, and I'm going to give him a plug, Dr. George Hamel um, over at uh, Miranda, uh, sent me to the sp- sleep specialist, I described to him what I was doing, and, and as I said, I'm a big dude, I'm, you know, 150 kilos plus, and uh, described to Dr. Hamel what was happening with my, my sleep patterns and how I was feeling, and I was pretty brutally honest with him, you know, the, it got to a point where if I laid down for more than 10 minutes, I was asleep, um, there was no... If to or buts about it, in fact, five minutes, and then quite often I'd sit there falling asleep in the at the um, at the computer or or sitting there falling asleep, um, you know, at nine or ten o'clock at night. Um, I'd have to come home from work if I lay down on the bed at six o'clock. I'd fall asleep, which then became problematic because uh, my body would go, "Oh well, you've had a sleep now; we're ready to go again." Uh, so I described all these things to Dr. Hamer, and I and he said, "Look, there's no doubt you have severe sleep apnea. We'll do the test to confirm." to see what kind of problem we're dealing with, and then we'll put you on a machine. And I went, okay, cool. Um, but it was really important that I took that seriously. And as I said earlier on, and I started to get into, I, I needed to follow my own advice, which is I talk to people all the time about taking responsibility for your mental health. And I needed to not be a fraud. I needed to not be the guy that sat there and went, you know, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't need to do it. I'll tell all these people how to do it, but I, I don't need to. Uh, because sleep is so important to your mental health, you know, to be well-rested. Uh, sleep is the, the the time of the day where your body's systems get to rejuvenate. They get to stop and they get to restore themselves. And so I needed to go in and I needed to make sure that was working well. So I went and see Dr. Hamer and I went and, you know, this, this was a, a few weeks, over a few weeks, it was pretty anxious times, so I was exhausted all the time, I had a couple of weeks off over Christmas, so... I think most days I had at least one or two hours sleep. There were days I just could not stay awake, and I went into um, I went into see him early in January. Got hooked up and did a sleep study. That was a treat. I might put that on the Facebook page so everyone can see, and on the Instagram. Um, but uh, went to sleep uh, that night. Woke up the next morning. Took the stuff back in. Went and saw Doctor Hamer a few days later, and said, you know. I'm uh he said, How was your sleep? And I said, I I think I had a pretty normal night's sleeping, because that's what I was worried about. So just to give you a little bit of a picture, uh, as to how bad the sleep apnea was, um I they tell me that uh severe inter- they there's a thing called uh, apnea events and uh apnea events per hour. And uh an apnea event is um whenever your throat either closes completely or partially. Now the parallel that I draw is a hose. You know, think about a hose. If you take a hose and you kink it, you know, you fold it over, you'll you'll slow the, um, the the water down to the point where you'll actually stop it, and that's what was happening to my throat. My throat was closing. So 30-plus apnea events an hour is considered to, and that is either full or partial throat closures, closures uh, is considered to be severe. I was having 97 events an hour. I was asleep for 30 seconds before I had my first event. And I was... My longest event was a minute, or 52 seconds. So, um, 97 an hour. About half of those were complete throat closures. So, for a period of time, my throat was completely closed and I was not receiving any oxygen. So... Um Doctor Hamer said I'd like you to try a CPAP machine. <laughs> I virtually ran from his office to the sleep apnea place, which uh to the machine place which is uh just in the shopping centre at Miranda. Um I went straight in, I sat down with a woman, I said, This is I need to do this and I'd like to do it this afternoon. She looked at my results and said, You need to do it this afternoon. I went and I got the machine and I put it on and it was fantastic. Um hard to sleep with, difficult to get used to, but I woke up the next morning and I'm not going to sit here and go, oh my God, it's changed my life and I was jumping and I was everything was great and all, it was all amazing, because that's not the truth. I'm 45, I'm overweight, I don't eat, I mean I eat well enough, but I don't eat fantastically and I don't exercise, but I woke up and I was a 45 year old who doesn't eat properly and doesn't exercise properly, tired, not wanting to go to sleep tired for the first time in months I wasn't nodding off at two o'clock three o'clock in the afternoon for the first time in months I was driving home not feeling like I was tired I had a a drive home one time where I had to stop by the stopped to get a drink in a in a 45 minute trip I had to stop and get a drink and actually fell asleep in the car park of the service station that I stopped in for about 15 minutes I think probably at least about 10 minutes Guy in the shop gave me a very weird look um, when I walked in. Um, yeah, for the first time in a long time, and and I've been on this machine for about two weeks now, and it's been um, pretty good. The machine is a little difficult to get used to. There's a bit of a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm having to work on my relationship with the masks. I've tried a couple of different masks. I've got a second mask now, which I really quite like, um, and it's pretty comfortable. But more importantly, I just don't wake up tired. I don't wake up feeling like I need to, you know, I'm dragging myself through mud to get out of bed. Um, and my mental health has improved. It's improved radically. Um, my head is clearer. I've got more energy to spend with time with my daughter. Um, I'm not as snappy. Um, my decision-making is, is better. Um, I'm a little bit... My concentration is better. And so... Folks, the message that we send here at How You Going, Mate, is and and one of the questions that I ask people at the end is, "What is your top tip for looking after your mental health?" And the message we send here is, "Take responsibility for your mental health." And I am going to say that to you right now. Um, if you are sitting there listening to me talk, and you are going, you know, and I and actually um, shout out to Ben and Dave. I was at my men's table meeting the other night, and I spoke to the men at the men's table about what was going on for me. And I said, you know, this is what. And there was two men out of the six at the table. There were six of us at the table. There were two other men that were like, "I think that's me." Yeah. And one of them was a guy who's about my age, about half my size, but he was like, "Yeah, that's me." And I've always just put it down to the fact that I'm a, uh, you know, work hard and I work weird hours and I'm, you know, all over the shop, run my own business. And he was like, "But um, I think that's me." My wife tells me I snore. I'm going to go get that checked out. I'm like, go to the GP you know so whenever I sit there and I say to people how you going mate and tell me your tip for looking after your mental health and it's come up a couple of times Johnny Lobos has said this but it is you know one of our things is take responsibility one of our mottos is if someone says to you how you going mate start talking take the opportunity you know don't miss out on that chance to let somebody know how you actually are going and I was rooted (laughs) like I just was so fucking tired Uh, you know I couldn't function um so I spoke to my wife before I did this episode tonight I said look this is what I'm thinking of doing she said yeah that sounds good and I said you know it's pretty full-on um my experience of it and she said yeah but you know you you know your, your mental health was a bit shitty before you know you weren't really motivated to do things you didn't really want to do anything you didn't really want to go anywhere you were sleeping a lot you know, it was pretty bad, and sometimes with your health and your mental health, but your health in general, you don't really realize how bad you are until after you're not that, and somebody says, "No, this is how bad you were." Do you know what I mean? And and so I didn't really realize what was going on in the middle of this, but then all of a sudden, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm being told, "Yeah, you were your health was bad. You, you were, you, you know, you not I wasn't. I don't think I was a complete asshole." But you weren't fun around. You weren't fun to be around. So, anyway, um, for those of you that are interested, uh, wearing the mask. I'm, I'm, you know, it's a period of adjustment, as I said. Um, I, and most nights I'm about eight events an hour. Um, my best night was four, a little bit over four events an hour. Um, that, that's averaged out over the course of a night, obviously. So four and a half events an hour, which if you're under five, it's acceptable. So almost immediately I saw the the results, the hard data results reflected what I was feeling, which was amazing. Um, So I just think um, my message, if you're sitting out there, go and take responsibility for your mental health. Take responsibility for your physical health. If you're sitting there and there's something that is eating away at you at the moment and you're thinking about it, go and do it. Don't wait till it's too late. One of the things the sleep doctor actually, uh, the sleep technician, the person who gave me the machine actually said to me was, um, and I'll give her Jackie from um, Terry White Chemist at Miranda. She's been fantastic. Um, One of the things that she actually said to me was she gets a lot of older guys in their like 60s and 70s who have finally gotten to a doctor and, and got the machines. Get on the machines improved their their lifestyle improved so dramatically and they sit there and they go why didn't we do this 20 years ago why didn't we sit there one case an example where the man actually said he goes i put man, my life would have been different if i had done this 20 years ago i never had energy at work i never i just couldn't put it in he goes you know if i had had this 20 years ago i could have been anything you know, take go and and get whatever it is you're dealing with checked out. And if someone says to you, "Man, I think something's going on for you. I'm really worried about you," don't buck against them. Don't butt heads with them. Don't you know? Get all bloody butt hurt because you somebody's told you something's going wrong with you. Go and get it checked out. Like go and get it checked out. You know, if nothing else to rule out that you don't have what you think you have because you know this is way too important like the the reality of this situation and it's not overstating it it was the reality of the situation is I was going to end up dead like that's just the reality of the situation I was going to end up dead like dying from a heart attack in in my sleep and so um go and get it checked out go and, and take responsibility go and do what you need to do um it was expensive Um, I found the money, you know, you have to do that, but I I got the support that I needed. Now, from here on, I don't really have an excuse, I've got to to do what I need to do. So from here on, I've got to start walking again, I've got to get my diet back on track, and I guess one of the focuses for us this year at Hey Go Mate is going to be about self-care, um, I was talking to someone today, you know, a message is always the same, you know. You do know someone that has a mental health issue, I guarantee you. Um you do know someone who is experiencing poor mental and emotional well-being. Um and mental and emotional health. It doesn't mean they have a mental health condition. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It doesn't mean anything like that, you know. I don't want anyone to think that I was ready to be admitted to a uh, you know, a hospital beginning. I just noticed that I was reacting. And I noticed that I was starting to move from the sort of that comfort zone, that balance zone into the reacting zone where I was starting to have an effect on me. And I made a decision to take a take help, take, you know, well, fortunately, actually, people stepped in and actually oh, supported me. You know, they probably, how are you going, made it me, to be honest with you. And it was actually Vanessa who said, you know, how are you going? And I went, no, I'm shit. I'm really struggling and these are the reasons why. And she was able to put some things in place to help me manage that and support those feelings that I was having at the time. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example. We had to start delivering online training via Zoom last year and I'd never done that before. And we had this kind of, we we were rolling out a mental health program which was brand new for us, something I was really passionate about. And I was gonna have and I was planning on delivering it face to face and I was going from a face to face delivery to a Zoom delivery. And I was freaking out about it. I was just so nervous about it. So with all the other anxiety going on, and for anyone that experiences anxiety and it's not typically part of my it's not a diagnosed condition that I have, but I certainly think we all feel anxiety about things. Um, it was all just compounding for me. So I, I had to get to a point where, you know, as my as my manager Vanessa was like, you know, okay, I need to stop. We can push this back two weeks. Um, give yourself a little bit extra time to to figure out online presenting, to get more comfortable with it. It'll give you a chance to maybe do some practice runs. And you know, we put things in place to to be supported. Yeah. Um, and I had to do certain things. Like I had to keep walking. I had to start doing. had to keep doing my gratitudes, which I, I still do, whenever I remember to do them. Uh, I started doing some mindfulness practice, which was really interesting. I started, um, I read the Resilience Project book by Hugh Van Kylenberg, where he talks about gratitude, empathy, and mindfulness. And I started to to really pay attention to some of that. And so I took those actions. And so now the responsibility for me is to now start putting things back in place. And And we want people to, as I said, to ask people how they are. You know someone who's experiencing poor mental health. Um, You know, as I said, as I was saying before this, you know, I didn't have a mental health condition last year, but it could have gone down that track if if I did nothing. Um, You know someone who's experiencing poor mental health. You know someone who's experiencing a mental health, possibly on the verge of a mental health condition. You know someone who's too scared to ask for support because their brain tells them they can't. You know, they, 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 they physically... Feel isolated, they emotionally feel isolated, and they feel like they can't actually ask for support. They feel ashamed, they feel stigmatized because of what they're experiencing and feeling, they feel like no one will understand. You know, one of the big ones is, you know, like we feel like we minimize our problems. Oh, it's bad, you know, it's not that bad, it's not as bad as him. He's got it worse than I have it. It's like, don't worry about what that other person's got. Your problem is your problem, right? You have to deal with your problem. Um, and, and don't worry about the fact that it is, you know, like I said, someone else is doing it. But the other thing we want to do this year is we want to talk about, you know, we ask that question, how are you going, mate? Well, what happens next? Because you have to be genuinely interested in the response, you know, um, and you have to you have to then follow up those questions. Well, you know, how are you going, mate? I feel shit. Well, why do you feel shit? What's going on for you to make you feel shit? Okay, cool. Well, what can you do about that? We want people to learn to listen, and not a lot of people do. I've had some, a couple of experiences lately where people have asked me how I am and then literally almost immediately started talking about themselves, which is really frustrating. Don't ask me how I am if you don't want to know and listen. Um, And also... um, And also the the idea that once you sit there and you talk to the person, I mean, our response is always going to be the same. You know, sit and, uh, you know, have you talked to a professional? Have you, what are you doing to look after yourself? You know, if you're getting to a point where you're really concerned about the person, it's starting to, you know, interrupt their their day-to-day life, you know, their, their functioning, um, maybe they need to go and chat to a doctor. You know, the doctor might say, no, no, you're not, you're not depressed, or you're not anxious. And that's okay. You don't have to be. But, um, you know, it's an opportunity to get that checked out. But the, the next part of that is, is you have to do a lot of work to maintain your mental health. And a lot of people do it just naturally without even thinking about it. But you have to do a lot of work. I read a quote today, actually, that I wrote down a while back um, in regards to medication. It's for people that have got probably, um, you know, diagnosed mental health conditions and in in some cases persistent mental health conditions. And the quote is, um, medication doesn't make the work, doesn't do the work. Medication makes the work work. Um, And I love that. I love that quote. You know, we have to do things to look after ourselves and we have to do things every single day to keep ourselves healthy and well. Um, and that might be gratitude, that might be mindfulness, it might be exercise, it might be getting enough sleep, it might be watching what we eat, it might be talking to the people that we love about what we do. Doing things you enjoy, doing things that you're good at, trying something new, doing something creative, building something. Um, speaking to a friend the other day whose father just passed away and, and he'd sort of gone to see him in the afternoon and he was you know in decline. And he said, I got home and I went and made the lawn. And I don't think he really understood what he was doing there but for me when you're mowing the lawn you're doing a couple of things you've got um, the physical activity of mowing the lawn which helps you out um, but the same as cleaning cupboards or cleaning kitchens or or folding baskets or washing like Mikey does um, it is that a the sense of achievement once you've done it and b the sense of putting something in order you know you, you can't make the inside of you ordered like it's it's chaos and your brain's racing in the mind you know it my noises out of control um, but if you can make the outside that has a calming effect on you and it makes you feel better about you know who you are and so you know do those things do those things every day if you need to right do them as often as you can be aware of them right um, even you know the, the, the mindfulness uh, you know i are going to introduce a term in in the next couple of months that I call living deliberately and I'm just kind of working on what that means for me at the moment but you know really paying attention to what you do and, and your choices that you're making. You know, once a week, go to the movies or go out for lunch or, you know, go for a surf or go for a swim or play a, a sport, like whatever it is you do. um, You know, I often talk about going and having massages. Um, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do any of those other things. So the money I spend, I choose to spend on things that I really benefit from. And, and I'm... <laughs> having a conversation with a friend the other day and she was talking about one of her things that she does in her life to feel better and she didn't really mention it in terms of self-care but it is absolutely self-care. Is, you know, every every few weeks, every couple of months they just go on a little weekend away and, you know, every six months they go on a, a bit of a, you know, a, a bigger holiday somewhere like, you know, the Gold Coast or, you know, Melbourne or somewhere like that and then every one to two years they go on a big, big holiday like, a, a you know, a, Africa or you know Hawaii or somewhere like that, and because of the virus, she hasn't been able to do that, and it's really affected her mental health and She did make the comment you know it's like oh first world problems and I'm like, but yeah, but that's what you do that's don't be ashamed of your self care you know it's not indulgent it's it's essential it's we put that up on the um up on the page a couple of weeks ago you know self care is not indulgent, it's essential. And if you're able to do those things, do those things. But you've got to do whatever you can within your means. The thing can't cost more than it's going to, you know, than you can afford because you're not going to benefit from it because then you're going to be worried about paying for it. But, um, you know, I like to get the massages. And, yeah, it sounds indulgent, but it helps me to keep my head straight. So if you do that once a fortnight, that's fine. You know, once a month, maybe you go on a weekend away somewhere. Maybe you go and see something you haven't seen for a while. Maybe, you know, try something new, like whatever it is that you do. And once a year, go. you know, once every six months, go on a holiday somewhere. Go, you know, find a little sleepy beach town somewhere. Make it your favourite holiday spot. You know, make friends with the locals. Find a favourite pub. You know, do whatever you can. Um, you know, so figure out your self-care. And for me now, the the job is I'm starting to get my sleep sorted out. My energy level's going to come back. I know how good walking made me feel last year, so I'm going to start doing that again. Um, I'm going to do my gratitudes. I'm going to really start to focus on my mindfulness, and I'm going to start focusing on a bit of a self-care plan. So I've got a bit of structure to my self-care, not just a random kind of thing. And start actually making it a priority in my life a little bit more, and doing the work I need to do. Um, Read books. Educate yourself about your mental health. Understand the biology of your mental health, understand how the hormones and the neurotransmitters work, understand how your brain is affected by disconnection and lack of sleep and, you know, all of those other things. Understand the effect that prolonged experience to stress chemicals has on your body. Understand how Your body responds in fight or flight or freeze or flee or whatever they are now. You know, faint is a new one that I've heard the other day. Um, Understand how important it is to do these really positive things. Um, Work on your negative habits. You know, for those of you out there that are. I, I don't drink alcohol much anymore. And I don't drink alcohol for a few reasons. Number one, I had a really big night nine years ago. And my body just really can't tolerate alcohol anymore. Number two, when I was drinking alcohol, I was actually forgetting a lot. Um, I would I would have a big night out and then forget parts of the night, which is a real danger. Um, and number three, you know talking to Nathan and the, the few episodes that we've spoken to him. number three it's it's about recognizing that that alcohols a legal drug and a lot of people that are drinking not all but a lot of people that are drinking are medicating a mental health issue they're numbing their brains two things happen when you drink alcohol you get a dopamine hit and you get a and you get a and it's a depressant so you shut your central nervous system down um and those two things will make you feel better but they're a mask they don't solve the problems they just stop you feeling them for a little while you, the problems exist and you still have to go and work on them you know um, so you got to get to the why of what's going on for you and i don't think i think a lot of people drink without even realizing that they're doing it but um you know keep away from the alcohol and and explore those habits that are negative coping mechanisms and understand what they are understand how you can work with them and so i guess if you've listened this far thank you um if you've listened this far what i want you to do is actually kind of go and um do a, bit of, do a bit of self-evaluation tomorrow. What's going on in my life? You know, where's my health? Um, you know, is there things that are affecting me physically that are impacting me mentally and vice versa? Is my mental health impacting my physical health? Um, you know, the, the the stomach pain that I'm complaining about, could that actually be anxiety, you know? Um, the stiffness in my joints, the sore back, the the sore neck, is that is that actually excessive, you know, stress chemicals in my system, tensing my body, go and check yourself out. Go and um, do a little self-assessment. If there's something you're worried about, go and talk to your doctor. If there's something you need to change, make the change. Um, and I'm going to... The last question I usually ask when I talk to people is, what you go to? What's the one thing? And I'm going to say to you this: make self care a priority. Make yourself number one. Uh, to quote the great Caitlin Pearson, uh, "It's showing respect for yourself. It's paying respect for you, to you." Um, so make yourself care a priority. Make it something that you focus on. And if you make a change in 2021 let that be the change that you make because it's really important that we um, that we look after our mental health um, and it's really important to understand that the only person that can really make a difference for you is you. Uh, that's all I've got, folks. Thank you for listening. Um, please go and like the Facebook pages. If you heard something you like tonight, please go and share it with uh, the people that you love or today or tonight when I'm recording it. Uh, but today, if you heard something you'd you'd like, to please go and share it with somebody. um Don't forget to go out this weekend and ask somebody how you go mate. It's, real, it's still the message is still the same. Don't wait for them to come to you. go to them, and of course, most importantly, uh go and do something fun this weekend. Do some self care and uh before we go, uh just want to pay my respects to uh the late John Geary uh an old friend of mine's father who passed away suddenly. From, uh, well, not suddenly, but you know, pass away too young uh, during the week. uh, Buster, you'll be missed. And, um, mate, I I hope you're back in a few winners in the truck, in in the trotting track, wherever you are. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next time.